0: do you remember when our boss i think at aveda printed out one of our blogs oh yeah it they was were pissed
1: like, why are you talking about this this goes against everything you're working for and i'm like because it's a problem Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice.
0: And I'm David Bosher.
1: And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast.
0: Where we teach you to salon differently.
1: By now, our listeners know that we recommend that salons go cashless. And with Aura Salonware, you can now accept only the payments you want. Aura Salonware is an integrated point of sale that accepts both card present and card not present payments. That means cards can be kept on file and clients can use express pay to get through checkout in seconds. We also coach salons to go gratuity free and Aura allows you to hide the gratuity line for those using this method of business. With Aura Salonware, you can future-proof your salon with technology. Tap the link in our bio to learn more about how Aura Salonware elevates your business or visit arasalonware.com DTH. you still having constant conversations around color waste with your team? Have more proactive conversations with real numbers that can help create less waste.
0: Salon Scale software is a pro stylist app that gets your team educated on the real cost of doing business. Salon Scale is a great solution for wasting less color and making more profit. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the Salon Scale movement.
1: Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off.
0: 2012, March 9th, 2012, I had just moved to Tampa. No, I just moved to St. Petersburg.
1: Mm-hmm. I no. was in Tampa. Yes,
0: St. Petersburg. I had just moved to St. Petersburg. I met Sid at the Aveda Institute of Tampa Bay.
1: St. Petersburg. We weren't in Tampa Petersburg, Bay yet. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I was 23. W-
1: you were about to no. turn
0: 24. No, no, no. Did we even
1: 2012, know? That's not 2012, world.
0: I would have been 22. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. True. So I was 22 and as I turned turn 23, that's and right. I was the young, angsty, I came in guns a and I remember when I got that job at Aveda, they go, well, how much are you looking to make? And I didn't know what to say. And, and I anybody gave it- I didn't know what to say, but I, like, I gave them a number that I thought was appropriate. And I think the number was too high. And they go, well, this job is about passion and love, not money. <laughs> and I wish I could turn back time and smack that person right in the mouth. How about um, you keep
1: the passion and love and
0: I do. Yeah, you give me that cash. <laughs> so, of course, I, you know, at 22, I'm like, oh, of course, all about the passion and love and mm-hmm. not about the money. <laughs> anyway, so I start working for... A beta institute saint pete and i meet sid kind of randomly one day like i knew we were her. opposite
1: shifts too
0: yeah there was a schedule and b schedule and when we worked there we got little walkie talkies mm-hmm. and i loved wearing a walkie talkie it made Same. me feel so powerful um <laughs> false sense of power i but just I, would just
1: talk i would just like, hey, what you, what you guys doing? Well, I remember <laughs>
0: using it like against people, like <laughs> clients that were out of control. I would like have it on my shoulder <laughs> and be like trying to get security. So I meet Sid and I say hi, and then she goes, "Oh, you smell like my wife," mm-hmm. because I
1: I was married to a different woman back then. You
0: were married to a different woman that was ten years, and ago. and she apparently wore Abercrombie and Fish, mm-hmm. and that was it. We didn't really have much relationship. Beyond that,
1: yeah, we didn't not. Um, I don't think we didn't not like each other, but we just didn't.
0: No, we, we just worked
1: together. Yeah, like we, it was a working relationship. I right? was actually
0: closer with someone named Jessica, uh-huh. oh, um, who her, was working if she's working listening. on the same schedule as me, and she was kind of like training me at the mm-hmm. time, and she was lovely. She also told me that I got the job at Aveda because I was kicked out of salons for being an alcoholic and drug abuser, which I thought was hilarious because she I don't said like that? drugs. Yeah, she told me that my the first day I got there. She goes, "You know, the rumor is that you were you oh, got you, kicked. You didn't even drugs. I know, and you barely
1: um, even drank wine la- then. I think like I was like, I we're drink. doing shots because I'm older. Yeah, I wasn't
0: <laughs> I wasn't a huge drinker back then, but I um, and now I'm just a raging alcoholic. But I, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but what in your thirties, I remember her telling me this, and I had it wasn't surprising because I had heard this rumor. You know, when you work for a Veda for as long as I did, mm-hmm. you. Things just start churning, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I also there was also a rumor that I was stealing a Veda color, which I, I don't never know, I heard wouldn't...
1: any of these rumors. This this shocks me.
0: Yeah, so I just kind of want to know what I heard stuff. when you came
1: in that you yeah. literally had transformed all the salons that you worked in. So yeah, I,
0: I remember that's the truth.
1: That is the truth because you got awards for it. But I <laughs> I remember hearing that and be like, all wow, while, this kid's a big deal. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like this kid's a big fucking deal because I'm like he's a baby. Maybe Jessica
0: just told me that to she probably break just wanted to. Like,
1: I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it because I'm like I didn't hear those things and I don't ever remember those. Are literally the first. Anyways, moving on. So
0: when you're in your 20s, your reputation is like everything to you. Like, well, it was to me at least. And so I remember being like, oh shit, that's not. Well, number one, that's not true. But mm-hmm. it was just a weird time. So I knew Jessica and some other people, but I did not know you that well. And then. My birthday was coming up, and I had just put my mom in like rehab or something. I don't. I put mm-hmm. her somewhere. I I had to put her somewhere uh, <laughs> to get for babysitting, and <laughs> it was like a that. really rough time. It was a rough year, and uh, it was my birthday. And somehow you had found out. I don't really remember how you found out. Jessica probably told you, mm-hmm. and I didn't have any plans. And you kind of jumped in. Well, everybody, everybody, everybody ditched, ditched me. you.
1: Like everyone, that yeah. they were like, we're going to go do this, this and this. You didn't make plans. And then everyone canceled on you. And I was like, right. fuck that. Birthdays are so important to me. Like, I got to be honest. Be,
0: I mean, they're not. I would have been. You would have been. Fine. I would have been fine. I was, not I was tolerating home, that. But Sid was mad. I was pissed. Um, and I
1: was like, we're going out. And I took him out. We had a blast. We, we danced all night long. I remember I still have pictures of it.
0: We went to Ebor City mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay. <laughs> if any of you know where Ebor City is, it is if Tim Burton was a gay. <laughs> it's so was much Was a gay fun. circus freak. <laughs> That's the vibe of Ybor City. It's like a Tim Burton film. It's yeah, it's wonderful. Actually, what I Uh, remembered it quite terrifying. I don't know if it anymore. I think it was a blast because we didn't think that we might die. But I think now, (laughs) no
1: one does when they're in their twenties.
0: That, but like looking back, I'm like we could have died multiple times. And we went to this, so we went to this club, and it was sink or swim. And I remember Sid was showing off, so she knew the bartender <laughs> and basically we she i think you paid twenty dollars we just drank for free or something mm-hmm. like something well, ridiculous we drank
1: premium instead oh, yeah, we of drank well premium. that you pay for when you go in
0: i felt very fancy and and we had was, We had a we had so much fun and then i think we just like somehow manipulated our schedules to be together <laughs> we were working when we, together all the time. yeah somehow we got it all we we got that all worked out, and then from there we started something called the Trichology Project. Mm-hmm. You and I—I I mean, I'm fast-forwarding a little ways, but
1: well, also you had a coach since you were 16, mm-hmm. and then I started working with your coach.
0: Then. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yep, Sarah Weston. Yep. So,
1: which that was the life cha- That was the life changing moment right there. That both of us were being coached.
0: Yeah. Hardcore. (laughs) And we didn't know, you know, it was for our own personal lives. Mm -hmm. And then, it, you know, but we then started wanting to do creative things together. So we created the Trichology Project and we did like Naha, Mm -hmm. which I look back and I'm like, oh, we tried. Uh, We did Naha. We did a bunch of like hair events
1: and hair shows. We did hair
0: events. We had the blog. One of my favorite shows was the zombie. Oh,
1: my God. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like culty. It was, it was,
0: yeah it was so good like I actually think it was some of the best work we've done
1: same I still look at it and I'm like we put I our think we were channeling soul into
0: that I think we were channeling our future selves yeah
1: for sure our higher selves were popping out
0: and it was so much fun and we were doing photo shoots and we were connecting with photographers and
1: we were doing fashion week we were traveling and at this point we were we were teaching for veda and traveling with them and
0: then we started working for home shopping network
1: yeah then we started doing hsn and like we were on like 24 hour tv sometimes that was so
0: much fun i do i would do that again i i enjoyed the home shopping network lifestyle Mm -hmm. um it's it's as friendly as it looks. Blast,
1: yeah. And we have so many stores. But so I,
0: many stories. That's a different episode. That's a
1: different episode. But, but <laughs> that's the thing. I think we we started to work together. Our careers were growing. We we started to become best friends. And we knew we wanted to do something big, but we really didn't know what. We also were working in salons. Or so we, we were going into salons to help them. And I mm-hmm. think that's when things started to click. We're like, uh-oh, like this industry is kind of fucked up. And that's when we started mm-hmm. to write about it. And we had um, the blog on Tumblr, which was- The dispensary.
0: The dispensary.
1: And that (laughs) was fun. And the name of the company was The Trichology Project, because, of course, we have to make our names complicated and hard to spell and say. And (laughs) in that blog, you wrote wrote a blog called Destroy the Hairdresser.
0: Yeah. Which was about? It was really just about, basically, I hated, it came from me hating being called a hairdresser. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think that article actually made me, after I wrote it, I was like, oh, I'm a fucking hairdresser. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: know? And so, yeah, I, even the word hairdresser, I think I even wrote about how I hate that word.
1: Because it's been- there's so many stereotypes. There's so yeah. many, but then you know, then like there's her- in film and movies and ideas in society, were are we're definitely thought of as less than or back then we were. I think it's definitely shifted in ten years for sure. Like yeah. people are valuing us more as artists. I think we actually dumb ourselves down sometimes more oh, than, yeah. than society. But back then, it was a little bit different.
0: It was a little bit different. Yeah, and that was coming off of. That was 10 years ago, but that was from 10 years prior to that. Yeah, that
1: trauma. And you the internet, I mean? so like <laughs> this is like, remember, Instagram had just launched. So, like, this was... We're yeah, working. we weren't really...
0: It wasn't... Instagram wasn't... A thing. You right? know, it was really for your coffee cup photos.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like...
0: That were way remember overfiltered. my first picture
1: was, like, me smoking a cigarette on a balcony in New York. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't Yeah, really and it was, like, filtered... In New York.
0: And it was blurry and filtered to the mouth.
1: Oh, for sure. With, like, a ridiculous <laughs> caption i don't even think we did, did I, didn't think captions I don't think there were captions yet i think it was just photos yet
0: so wow i feel it's i'm starting to feel whale but i <laughs> but i remember writing that article and there was a lot of things in between what we yeah. what we did then and what we did now i mean we were going to open a school we were going to open up a, a salon we were going to actually partner with aveda and open an aveda salon we were uh-huh. we started a whole team of hairdressers for Home Shopping Network that we were basically the agency for. For we were yeah. doing so much stuff. And like I tell you, it was all leading up to what we're doing
1: now. We we just were trying to yeah. figure it out. And someone asked us at Bayou Saint Blanc, I think back in 2018, how did you start? And we started to tell this story and this memory came into my mind that we were sitting in a coffee shop and we literally yeah. wrote the idea for what we for this the foundation of what this coaching company is now on napkin. Someone asked if we still have the napkin. I'm like, no, we threw that shit in the trash.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I do have notebook after notebook after notebook of just sketches and ideas and And literally,
1: we just send each other things randomly because we'll find shit from like our first logo or our first something. Yeah, just like, oh my God, you remember this? Like, and so we decided this has to be bigger than us. This industry needs help we need to do something. Like we have to save these businesses. We have to and save these And we want to do it. And we want to do it. I wanted I yeah. wanted to work in an industry where charging for my time or having unlimited time off or using social media and technology was a thing. And yeah. making the kind of money that I wanted to make was, was a thing and achievable. And so you and I were on a mission and fought for it. And so we literally quit our corporate jobs <laughs> with all the benefits and we moved to New York <laughs> City and we lived together And suffered together and took care of each other. And I mean, literally we tell the story all the time. It'd be like we both went and worked in salons. But we when we went into those salons, we were Uh, like, this is how we're gonna work.
0: Right. We went in looking back, it was really ballsy. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But we basically were like, I'm gonna
1: charge this, I'm gonna work this, and I'm going to have time off. And some salons were like, Nope. And some were like we just want you, but we don't know how this looks. And they were kind of working through it with us because we wanted to make sure our methods worked for the hairdresser and how they benefited the salon. owner.
0: I think that's what's funny too, is like when people ask us what our experiences are with these tools, they're full on firsthand experience in the sense that when we talk about the freedoms and the scheduling freedoms and the hourly, these are all things that we did and we did them in spaces that they weren't doing them. Yeah. So, you know, when people are like, I don't know if my team will get on board. It's like I did it in an environment where nobody even I mean, we, they, I was me the only
1: one doing it. I was the an only one doing it.
0: And like no one knew what to do with me. It was a, it was a really interesting first couple of years in, in New York City because I would I don't know if I have the energy to do that now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, well, but
0: I did then.
1: It was really OK. We have this idea. We hadn't even launched the program yet. We were really we really experimenting. Does this work? We were experimenting, even living in a new city, and how at this time it was um, almost 2016. So, how to use social media to build clientele, build a brand, build everything. So we were on the verge of that, and I think that's what was really cool is like we spent like a year implementing all our methods that we teach. Obviously, By the way, we didn't
0: know what they were. <laughs> no, no, no. We were just—we
1: kind of knew what we, the vibe we were going. We for.
0: knew the life we wanted, and how what do we that get there? Would take, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And we have tweaked those methods to be updated in the industry, and yeah. you know, move since then. But we got our first students in. We launched the program. You built the website, and oh, I was doing yeah. social media, and we didn't I would know sit anything. Up
0: all night, mm-hmm. Sid would wake up to new things because mm-hmm. I would work all night. I still. I go to bed now because I'm old, but <laughs> I used to sit up all night and make things. But I I remember my my first student. I don't remember who your first student was, but hey, my Dad. first hey, student was Edith
1: mm-hmm.
0: Lex, who lives in Queens, New York, and she has a very successful business. She actually just reached out. Um, she's coming back. I think she's coming back to coaching, but she's like, like, she did all the things that we recommended and she's doing great. And now she's like, I need to open another salon and open a bigger space. So it's so nice. You know, we don't talk about this enough in coaching because I think we are always trying to get new students.
1: Yeah, we have a lot of boomerang students. But so. we have,
0: yeah, we have something called boomerang students where, like, they leave and come back. And I'm so proud of that part of our program because it means it works mm-hmm. and the doors are always open ready. They need a break.
1: That's cool. And then they're like, and, new project, need my coach. I'm coming back.
0: And I think when we first went into coaching... We would get really caught up in the details and we'd have to like sit with each other and remind each other, like, we are just here to help, whatever that looks like. It's That's why we didn't do the template version of coaching. We, we weren't like, okay, here's your template on how to hire and fire. And th- it wasn't that, e- even though we have more of those things now, it's still, the methods back then were like, these are the methods we want to teach people. But really what we know is that to problem solve with someone, you just have to talk with them where they're at. Yeah we might talk for three months on this one thing until you can move past it or change it or transform it. But that was what was kind of missing is like people were signing up for programs. And I remember I was signed up for programs and it was like, okay, you completed the program. I'm like, but I didn't talk to anyone or get what I need. I did like the steps, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel any different. And I think when you're in DTH coaching, we wanted you to feel different.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're still really fighting for it. I think one thing out of the past 10 years that, I've really gotten was a thick skin because when we first launched the program and we had a very successful blog, we moved the blog from Tinder or Tinder. Tumblr. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh my gosh,
0: the great idea. (laughs) Start a coaching company on the Tinder platform. (laughs) Write that down.
1: From Tumblr to um, (laughs) an actual website, hosted website. And that continued. I mean, at the time, I think blogs were super, they were more powerful than they are now. And they're still impactful. But now I think people have are getting obviously like virtual remember, information
0: do you remember when they i can't remember it was our boss i think at aveda that printed out one of our blogs oh yeah kind of like they were like why are you posting why because are you it talking just,
1: about this this goes against everything you're working for and i'm like because I, it's I a rem- problem
0: <laughs> but then i remember thinking in that moment like someone the person who found that was looking for that shit. Mm-hmm. Like they were looking for. they People were mad were about talking what, crap. No, no. I think they were looking for. I think they were thinking those things.
1: Oh, and then we and then came up. up.
0: And then I'm they with you backstabbed us. <laughs> but I. But I, I. I remember thinking like, oh, that's. That's how you go viral.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, that's, like, what that's I how you say. get people's attention. We had just launched the, pro. like, you know, flashback to 2016. We had launched the program. We were getting students. It was just you and me. We had a handful of students, which was a lot. And every year you and I had raised our coaching prices as we grew as coaches and the company grew. You and I raised our prices just like we teach our hairdressers to do everything we practice actually fundamental and behind the scenes of Destroy the Hairdresser is exactly how we set up the salon. So like we're still practicing the same methods and the same business practices. And I remember it started to get even more attention. Our following on Instagram started to grow and it was all happening kind of quickly. And we actually had uh, people threaten to take us down. We had people try to buy us out because they did not (laughs) like what we were creating. And in the sense, not in the sense of fully just what we were saying, but just in the sense of we were challenging industry standards and that was, people didn't like it. And so they were trying to buy us out. And at the time we were, we were like struggling financially just to survive. We thought about it. We did think about it because, you know, (laughs) and and what's funny is the offer was so small, but at the time that was so big and we were like, we can create a different company. But then we were like, no, like we can't give up now. Like this has to, we have to fight for it. And I'm so thankful that we didn't take those offers because what we have now is just by far whatever I could imagine that we could become and what this business could become.
0: You know, we don't talk about this part of our journey that much. I, and I think the reason is because we've just, I don't know about you, but I've just been able to pause and look back. (laughs) I know.
1: I feel like we have, well, that, and that was going to bring me to my next in the timeline come 2018 you and i had so many students trying to get in with us that and we were raising prices and people weren't leaving and same thing that happens behind the chair and we started to started in
0: 2016 mm-hmm. right
1: yeah i think and end then of 2016 going in 70 it was called bleached yeah. it wasn't even called the destroy the hairdresser it's podcast.
0: still up you can still listen to it and it's also still we, part of this
1: obviously when we launched the company we changed it or when we launched the coaching part we changed it from trichology project to destroy the hairdresser and in 2018, we hired our first four coaches and we needed mm-hmm. the help. And that was terrifying to like, admit that like, it wasn't just you and me. And we, you know, we need, if we wanted to become what we wanted to become, it cannot
0: just be me and you. I think people assume that we're on some, I, I think they people assume what mission we're on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like we have told people what our mission is, but I think how anyone translates that is kind of interesting. And I just want to clarify that, like, the only mission we're on is to help mm-hmm. the best way we're, that you and I know how.
1: And we're challenging you. That's how we're exactly. helping is we're challenging you th- to think and salon differently.
0: And okay. to go all the way back, like you just said, to salon differently, mm-hmm. and to go all the way back to like when we were coaching with Sarah, that was what we had, yeah. and we had someone who was pushing us, challenging us, upsetting us, holding disrupting us accountable, our calling us process. out on our bullshit. I mean, it was – so when you're wondering where that comes from with Destroy the Hairdresser, it comes from – you, can, Sarah Weston. You can email her. But <laughs> she – but in a wonderful way, she was our teacher and our coach that just like – I mean, it was brutal.
1: And we're still being coached today. I mean, you and I still have the same coach. It's not Sarah anymore. We miss her. But we do have another coach. And – What's funny is now, and we talked about it before, like you and I do weekly coaching sessions together, and then we do weekly sessions apart. And then we're also in therapy separately, not together. But but we are- Not yet. Because I'm like, (laughs) we're walking. We're going to walk this walk, talk this talk. Because I mean, that's we're going to do the work that our students do. And all of our coaches are in coaching. They're being coached by us. They're in their own coaching journey. Like We are holding ourselves accountable to such a high standard because of what we want to do in this industry. And I think- that's the part that like i know is so valuable is like if we want how can we teach if we're not constantly challenging ourselves if we're not constantly
0: uncomfortable well i don't know about you but i'm excited to this is our last podcast for 2022 I know. and i am okay saying goodbye to 2022 Same. and hello to 2023 i'm so
1: stoked for next year and like yeah
0: i mean maybe i i hope it's not like when we thought you know 2019 we were stoked for 2020 i know <laughs> but i but i I, it's been 10 years it's been a wild
1: yeah ride. i mean we our podcast has surpassed what i ever thought it would be i can't believe we have sponsors that just support and love what we say i mean we have an incredible team of almost 20 behind the scenes and coaches and back end that are fully it's bizarre they're fully a part of they love our business as much as us like it's their own business and they are actively helping us and working for themselves and, and just all the salons that we've opened as a group and hairdressers that we helped and lives that we've changed. And it's, it's hard to say that because, you know, it's hard to talk highly of yourself, but I'm just like, I look back and
0: I'm just like, wow. It's impressive. We're impressive. We're not done. I know. I can't, we can't even tell you what's coming next year, but I not am done excited yet. for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're not done yet. And I think in we hope for a day that our company isn't needed because everyone is charging what they should. Every hairdresser is making the money that they want to make and they have set boundaries and they are living the lives that they want and they have fulfillment and consciousness and peace and all yeah, of if the you good wanna, things.
0: If you want us to go away, then Raise let's your get busy solving the problem. <laughs> Right.
1: No more toxic salons. So I mean, I happy 10 years. I mean, this literally is our happy 10, 10 this years. was our 10 years. And we look good.
0: <laughs> Dude, I think we look better than when we started? I do too.
1: Like Astrid showed me a we looked at a picture of when I was like 21 and like probably because we were just partying and you know, like and I was just like, Holy <laughs> crap. Like but I think no, we that's, look good. I think that's what we we have to think about, just you know, and we appreciate everyone that listens to this podcast. I appreciate you so much. I know David does too. It just because Mm -hmm. you are part of this mission with us. You are on this. Yeah. You just listening,
0: you just listening and, you know, sharing what you learn. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't take a lot, you know, to be part of what we're doing. It's really just listening, learning, taking what we say, seeing if it applies, telling your colleagues about it, sharing the podcast, taking a class. I mean, it's, it's not hard to make the changes. I think now we've set up an environment where people can change easily. Mm-hmm. We could mm-hmm. keep talking, but if you didn't keep sharing us, we wouldn't really have anyone talk to you. So thank you to all our listeners and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. See you on the other side.